Been a while. We're back on the air. It's Hogs Night of Forecast. NFL is starting right now. Here we go, boys. Woo-wee! Are we there yet? Uh, we're, we're obviously doing some social distancing. Um, I'm in prime off-season form. Prime off-season form. You look in don't, prime. Don't you guys know it. He hasn't <laughs> moved from that spot all day. <laughs> Work from home, baby. Here's the thing, though. Uh, if the Redskins are good at one thing, it's about... It's good at winning the off season, and right now we are in a off season for the foreseeable future. Well, here we are again, Hogs Night Forecast. Thanks for stopping back with us. Uh, we are in the throes of the off season. This has been a long off season. I mean, it's been a long. Every day is a long day these days, but it feels. I don't know about you guys. It feels like it was a very long time ago the last time we had a legitimate reason to talk NFL football and specifically to talk about the Washington Redskins. How have you guys been passing the time, making it through what has been just an interminable amount of, of nothingness uh, football-wise? I don't even know what day it is. I, don't, I also don't know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've been keeping busy with work, um, but it is it is tough when there's there's nothing to look forward to oh, yeah. like sports wise after work and just kind of unwind and not think about anything so it's been tough but at the same time i mean obviously there's there's bigger things going on right now so hopefully everyone's staying healthy but it's just uh it's a slower slower moving scale here it seems yeah so i guess you know right now we're we're coming up on uh the draft which I think is an NFL fan. It's got to be the most liked day of the NFL season. And maybe that's a hot take because you know, people are like, oh, what about the Super Bowl? Like, what about week one? Combine? The combine. But, people do love the combine. I'm not a combine guy. Yeah, I, I don't know when it's on. I always see, like, the ESPN highlights. I never know when it's, it actually is. My favorite part of the combine is when, uh, what's his name? Is it Rich Eisen who does the 40-yard dash? I like the big boys that that do the four yard dash. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun, and they do them in like, and then they show it in slow motion, and you can see like all of their skin moving. <laughs> yeah, so NFL draft is is sort of uh, on the way. We'll talk a little bit about that, but I think we should start off with actual um, current news as opposed to speculative news. And I, honestly, it's slim pickings for us right now. The fact that this is what constitutes Redskins news, but we will take whatever we can get. Uh, there was an article, I don't know if you saw it, J.P. Finley put it out on uh, NBC Sports Washington, I guess. The Vegas odds makers put out the initial lines for all of the Redskins' opponents next season. They haven't put out the schedule yet, but we know. I mean, we've known who they're going to play for a couple of years now. It goes on that rotating schedule. Redskins, the oddsmakers are not feeling so hot about your 2020 Washington Redskins. Uh, they they're favored to win two games this year. That high? That many? Two favored to win two games this year. Ooh. And uh, they are double-digit underdogs five different times. 
including at home against Baltimore. They're 10.5-point underdogs at home against the Ravens. Ravens are yeah. a good team, though. Yeah, I, 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 I would believe that one. I don't know about some of the other lines. So, oh my gosh. So, what do you guys think about this? Is this a fair assessment by the uh, the, the Vegas line odds makers? Sounds about right. I mean, yeah. Let's just look at what happened last season. You know, we have a good track record of that kind well, of stuff. What was our record <laughs> last season? I can't even remember. Did we play? Or... <laughs> I can't well, remember when we showed up. So, so B. Janiel, you guys, uh, you guys do a good amount of. Betting. I mean, sports betting. Is this information that we're we're willing to divulge that you guys? Know? Yeah, that's that's fun. We uh, we we dabble. I, I yeah. lose a good bit of money. Yes, I I'm I'm up a little bit. I'm ahead. So okay. So let's ask the first question. A, do you do you bet on the Redskins? They actually, I've had such bad luck betting for DC sports teams because huh. I always I always want to win, but even if they're playing the worst team, they find a way to lose. So usually I can like bet on them. I usually bet against them, and you then bet that's the Redskins. and then that's when they actually win, and I still lose. So sometimes I'll bet against the Skins so they get a win. So I'm doing that for the Skins. And that's so you easy. you personally sacrifice your hard-earned dollars. I, I usually don't even touch the Skins. I, I leave them out of it because they they're so like they're not consistent. When it's, uh, just, it's dangerous for me when Kirk was was around and the team actually had a offense, offense. that produced. I would always feel comfortable betting the over because usually our defense gave up enough points and Kirk was able to provide enough offense. But I think I, I tried to bet the over so many times last season or the last two seasons, and it, it's just been so hard to bet on them because they, they, they have such a tough time putting up more than 15 points a game. It's like, good Lord, the anything over 40 points is, is tough. And to, the defense is Which is usually like a lock for me. It's like 40 points? That's nothing. That's 20 points a team, but really, you never know. It, it really depends on the opponent, but I don't know. For me... So you're not betting the spread. You're betting the over-under. Uh, well, I, I bet the spread. I think know. I shared this tidbit, tidbit earlier, eh? uh, like early on in our podcast, but when RG3 was still here, I remember I lost a bet. I bet... I don't usually do this a full season bet. It was just if the Skins would win eight games in a season. And I think it was coming off like RG 3s second year, and it was like, well, they went eight, and I was like, oh, but won half their games, and they were like looking like a good team early on in RG 3s history here, and I was like, oh, sure. for sure. And then they only won six or seven, and I remember I only bet like five bucks, but I was still like, how do you not even win five hundred? Like, you don't even go five hundred here. How do you not win eight games in a sixteen-game season? So I don't do that anymore, but also it. I, for me, it's a game-by-game game thing, and I have to see how they perform week-by-week. Week. If I like what I see, then the odds are... The, the lines are going to change week-by-week week anyway, but looking at it, I would probably already bet some of these thinking the skins would stay within a few of these kind of outrageous lines right now, but hmm. uh, we'll see. I mean, the defense, who knows what they're capable of. They've made some upgrades, but you never know what's gonna happen. Chris, you you ever bet the skins? Uh, no, I I stay away from that. Um, so here's the question: Do you stay away from it? And this is, I guess, for the room. Do you stay away from it because they are a bad 
inconsistent team to bet on one way or the other? Or is there like an emotional component to it? Like, oh, I don't want to bet against a team that I'm actively rooting for. It's it's a little bit of both, but I'm I mean, the Redskins were just a bad team last year. They were the worst offensive team. Just you wash your mouth. I just looked that up real quick (laughs) because um, I know you, Brian. You mentioned that they didn't score more than 15 points or or felt like it every game, and um, they had the no touchdown streak going. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of the season, (laughs) that was that was. And so they're (laughs) rolling forward with that quarterback that struggled so much last year, and they just have so many needs right now. Like I can't really anticipate them. Uh, making too many leaps and bounds and yeah going on what you said i don't i just i don't have like a loyalty to like bet against them like unless it's playoffs but like i don't mind betting against the skins to lose like the patriots like i think that's a pretty good win for the patriots i usually just like find the biggest like patriots versus the dolphins i try and find those all those like really big like would be upsets for my bet and you guys do I'm, I'm showing my stripes here. I, I'm not a very good uh, sports gambler, but so you guys do the uh, parlays too. Oh, yeah. So you bet you bet like multiple pick. I, I'm yeah, sure they're really yeah, good. they're very high risk, high reward. <laughs> their um, their mo, if you don't know, is to put a little bit of money down and try to hit like the ten team parlay. So. No, oh, it's, I, hey, I, it's it's paid off. I've uh, adjusted and I still haven't won. <laughs> um, to like five five team picks. Yeah, I've, done, I've like, done simple ones. But Certainly. yeah, for for me, um, sometimes it'll be one of those like, yeah, I'll bet on the skins because either way, I'll be happy if they if I bet against them, I'll win and the skins lose. But either that didn't work. We'll have to we'll have to come back to that. But you know, okay. like. You, you win the you, bet. You bet against them loss, because you'll you be happy bet, yeah. either way. Like even right. if they lose, sure. I'll still win the money. So it's like, right. okay, I'll be there happy. There's a redeeming element. You're sort of he- you're hedging your emotional bet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sure. Much you better put way. than what I was stumbling. I, I you get you got us eighty percent of the way there. Four forty three. So if we actually look at this sixteen game slate, um, sort of touched on it. The Five teams they're underdogs against. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you guys. I'm, I want you to. What percentage of these do you agree with? They should be ten point underdogs, double digit underdogs. So they're at Dallas, they're eleven point dogs. At the Eagles, they're ten and a half point underdogs. At the Steelers, ten point underdogs. Against at home against the Ravens, ten and a half point underdogs. And on the road at the Niners, 14-point underdogs. Is there one of those where you're like, no, hell no, they're not gonna, they're not gonna lose. Like I would take the, I would take the Redskins there. I think Pittsburgh. Um, who's their quarterback right now? Is well, it, if he's back, Ben, it's Big Ben. But they went. Is through, he like, back? I thought I didn't know if that Mason Rudolph guy was holding it. Man, Mason Rudolph sucked last year. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, but he was their guy. They I want to move on, I think, but don't really have i don't think they can put all their support on mason i'll need a weather report for the san francisco game if there's rain then i'm gonna say definitely the under and i'm gonna bet on the skins to cover <laughs> that 14 points that was one of the most competitive games they had last year um, <laughs> oh my god i mean by yeah virtue of mother nature 
Uh, I mean, really, I was. Hey, what was the score that one? Nine like nothing. Nine to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no touchdowns. It was in the midst of our. I was gonna skin. say that game kind of stood out to me a little bit, just because I'm not sure that the 49ers have the offense to like back up 14 14 points, but they certainly have the defense at the same time. And I they think do. The, I think the defense is capable of seven points against us. So. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys. Um, the thing is, you look at the Cowboys. So they're seven. They're eleven point underdogs at the Cowboys. They're six point underdogs against the Cowboys at home, and then against the Eagles, they're ten and a half points underdogs, and then at home, again six points. So they are saying the odds makers are saying that the Redskins are going to be about five points better at home, but they're still going to lose. Having having gone to the Eagles Redskins game last year at FedEx, that was a home game. Yeah, yeah let's, so let's be honest. Every game at home is an away. I mean, may, maybe the cultural the coat wow culture will change a little bit this year, hopefully. But I mean, until there's a reason for people to show up and be happy with the team they're seeing. Honestly, I think that like or anti-home field advantage for the Redskins could persist definitely into this year just because um, not only is the product on the field just terrible, but I think everybody's wallets are going to be a little bit tighter now that we're going through uh, this pandemic. Like People won't be so willing to throw out money to go see the Redskins. Yeah, I think that that's a fair point. Or buy a $19 beer. <laughs> also a fair point. So if you look at the other games that they are underdogs, that are not those 10-point games, um, like I said, at, on the road at New York, minus five, um, they are nine-point underdogs on the road at Cleveland. Everyone was loving on Cleveland last year in the pre, you know, like Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. Like, they're going to be so good. They're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Bless um, <laughs> I Personally, it jumps out to me. I think nine points. I would take the Redskins minus nine or plus nine um, in that matchup. Yeah. That one that one in Detroit right now, looking at that line, those, those stand out to me because Detroit – they don't win games by six. They hang right around that three-point range in every game they play. <laughs> so. both, both of those teams have like a history of being inconsistent. So to give them those points just based off of the names on the roster, I think it's a little premature. Yeah, and again, like we don't even know, you know, that matchup maybe late in the season. I mean, and of late, um, Baker Mayfield has taken some injury. Odell Beckham is taking some injuries. So, like, who's to say what the injury situation will be by later in the season? So this is all sort of just, like, a uh, hypothetical exercise. Frankly. Also, they were so, like, inconsistent because they were, like, supposed to win all those games, but they only had, like, three or four games where they actually, like, connected fully. Right. So. Yeah, and I don't know if this is anything, but, like, when the, the re wide receivers for the Browns were, like, yelling at opposing coaches to, like, come get them from their teams, like, kind of just speaks to the culture that yeah. still exists in Cleveland. Yeah, dog pound. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any of these that's other other than that 
that Cleveland game that jump out as sort of being like, ah, I, I think the Redskins, I would take the Redskins here. So not based on your 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 heart, but on your head here. I mean, they. I'm looking through. I mean, Seattle is six point favorites at. I, I feel like that's giving the skins. Yeah, how are we favorites there? No, no we are not. Seattle not. is six point favorites on okay. the road. So the Redskins are six point underdogs at home. I um, yeah, I feel like. I feel like I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that bet anyway, just because Seattle is just a consistent team, and they are. They I will say they're good. they're a completely different team at home than yeah, they are. That's away. true. That, yeah, that is that is true. But for me to answer your question, Stappy, I think the Cincinnati game. I think I think the Skins are going to beat Cincinnati when they play. We, oh, well, we skins, better. So oh that's God. one of those. Two and I think they're going to win by more favorite. than one. Yes, yeah, so one. <laughs> but we can only hope. <laughs> You'd expect. You have to. Literally, you have to. There's no. You can't win by less than one. Cincinnati no. doesn't have much else going. I mean, yeah. I guess what's his face is still there, AJ Green. But true. I don't know. Didn't they? Just and and they got Joe Mixon, I guess. But I, I still feel like we just have a little more in the tank and a little more developed talent. Didn't AJ Green just sign like a huge contract? I thought he signed something recently, and he didn't even like play last year. I know there like, were I know there were a lot of Redskins fans who were looking that they uh, they may have franchise chat. Yeah, I think they I think they just like signed him for a, a long time. That sucks. Like, let him go somewhere where he can actually win. And he was he missed he all has, he missed all last season. So I know that's why why, fra- why franchise yeah, him. I think I I think my team drafted him. I held on to him like all year. I almost picked him up like week twelve, but keeper league. That's a good move. Let's see. So, yeah, the Redskins one-point favorites at home against Cincinnati. One-point favorites at home against the Carolina Panthers. They are a toss-up, a pick at home against the New York Giants. Man, Vegas really giving us some big wins this season. <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, we'll, before the season starts, we'll do a uh, season prediction. We did that last year. I'll be honest, I haven't gone back and listened to the tape to see who was uh, closest to, to being right. We'll, we'll write it down as we go into the 2020 season. How does that sound? I just want to uh, throw out, I mean, I think on here they label as St. Louis, but I believe it's Arizona. Yeah, uh, I think that's right also. That we're playing at. And I, I do believe that like that could be a winnable game just because of... Um, Arizona defense was equally as bad as the Redskins was last year. So I think there's a possibility for points in that game and maybe a win. All right, so a couple of winnable football games for Washington. Um, you know, we, we talked about one of the ones that the Redskins could win against the Carolina Panthers. There is a former Panther now on the Redskins, and we'll talk about that, I think, on the other side of a quick break. All right, so the Redskins, uh, we mentioned... A couple of new faces uh, from Carolina, from one of the closest media markets to the Washington area, other than Baltimore. They, I think they're the closest one. Uh, we got Riverboat Ron. Lots of excitement there. We've talked a little bit about him, but um, the the more recent addition is that of, I don't necessarily want to say backup quarterback Kyle Allen just yet. I think... It's, it would be a, fa- a fair and safe thing to say, probably backup quarterback. But Kyle Allen coming to Washington, um, 
What do you What do you guys think about Kyle Allen? Beach, I know that you were feeling pretty good about this Kyle Allen edition. Uh, I mean, I think it's not just me. I think uh, the Riverboat was also excited and, and had a hand in, in getting him over to D.C. But I think a, a big thing is it's going to challenge Dwayne to uh, earn his spot here. Um, but, I mean, you look at what happened last year, uh, and he goes 4-0 in his first four games. Sure, they didn't, they didn't. The first game was against Arizona, and okay, yeah, he he looked great in that game. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, but that's Arizona. But then he goes on and he beats Houston, and then Jacksonville and Tampa, all of which he's doing. He's throwing seven touchdowns and no interceptions at that point. So he's looking like a stud. Uh, then reality comes back down, and uh, his numbers kind of go the opposite way there, and he ends up having. On the whole year, he goes five and eight, and touchdown and interception. He's he's kind of about uh, even keel there, which isn't great. But I think he's a young guy, and there's some talent there. I don't know. I think it's something. We got two young quarterbacks here, and I don't know that necessarily the starting role is going to be given to Dwayne. And I still think there could be somewhere else we could explore. To even further the competition, but I don't I don't see anything wrong with with bringing Kyle Allen to the team, and I think it only strengthens our depth. And it's it's just another option. If Dwayne's having an off day, I think Kyle can come in and get the job done if he's called upon. And I think he's got he's got the numbers to prove it. Certainly, some days better than others, but. I don't see anything wrong with it. He's young. He can only learn and uh, improve, hopefully. So I think it's a smart move. Why not? Low risk, high reward. Chris, if Kyle Allen has to be the starting quarterback for the Redskins this year, do you feel – how do you feel about their chances? Not very good, although, I mean, to be honest, the difference between Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins to me isn't all that much right now. I think it seems like Kyle Allen is a little bit more uh, turnover prone uh, just with some of these games that I'm looking at with his with his logs. I mean, the last uh, seven or so games, he had at least an interception in one. Uh, there's a three interception and four interception games. Um, so if he is quarterback for the Redskins, I think they'll be probably worse off just because that he seems like his decision making isn't quite there yet. But I mean, last year it seemed like Dwayne Haskins was a little gun shy at the same time. So I think it's good for competition. Uh, as, as Brian was saying, I think it's a low risk move getting some young blood in there, but I don't think it's too promising i don't think he's gonna result in like he's not gonna lead us to any wins yeah so here's the interesting thing you know he was sort of um he played the redskins last year and the skins won that game which was an anomaly um so we've seen him i mean i haven't been eating a lot of kyle allen tape um but you know (laughs) it was very clear there were some people who were saying, oh, well, maybe Alex Smith will come back. I, I think we knew as soon as that injury happened that was not in the cards. Is it definitely, like, no? No, I mean, he almost had his leg amputated. Like, the guy... I, they keep, you always hear it on the junkies, though. They're always still, like, saying... Yeah, well, I mean, he, he was walking. He, he, I think excuses. they're boys with him, though. Yeah. I mean, I want him to. I just want him to be... 
maybe not play again, but I want him to get back to as close as normal. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody liked him, and I think no one begrudges him for getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, no. How could you? The thing, though, is, you know, they they needed to go get a backup quarterback, or they needed to go get a second quarterback. And I think uh, the direction that a team takes, you can tell a lot based on who and what type of player they're getting for a backup quarterback. There were a ton of really talented, I mean, former Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks who were available um, in free agency. I mean, Cam Newton was available. You know, there was the quarterback shuffle. I mean, no one was thinking Tom Brady was coming to Washington, but Philip Rivers moved. A lot of different moves. So the Redskins, Jameis Winston, I think, was a name that people were saying could have been in the conversation for, for the Redskins position. If you bring in a Jameis Winston, you're expecting him to compete legitimately or be the starter in week one. I don't think bringing in Kyle Allen is is like that threat to Dwayne Haskins. So I think that they are going to roll with Dwayne Haskins in week one. And if they don't feel confident with him, then he's not an NFL quarterback. If you can't beat out Kyle Allen, who is a he's a Colt McCoy kind of guy. You know, like he's a guy who you feel, in my mind, you feel good. He can come in and, like, in a pinch, maybe be competitive and maybe win you a game if, like, your quarterback gets hurt. But you don't want Kyle Allen to be your your starter because the other guy can't do it. You don't, you, you don't want to buy a Kyle Allen jersey. No, for sure not. Like, I'm just like, how? why do those exist? Like, why? Like, how is there such a big drop-off from, like, quarterbacks, starters to, like, a back? Why is the backup, like... Why is the depth chart so crazy for quarterbacks? Like, how are there only like there are twelve only like, good ones? Yeah, there are like ten good quarterbacks. Like how? Like, there's <laughs> the a quarterback style. at every team the in style college. Is so different. But there's a, there, yeah, but there's a quarterback at every team in college. People play this their whole lives. How are there twelve ones who do it like great? Everyone else is just like you can't even you 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 put you replace them like crazy. It's just like legitimately. How are people not better? Legitimately, Tim Tebow is probably like the 80th best quarterback on the planet. right? And the distance, the difference between like Tim Tebow and because he's and, well, he's the fifth best baseball player. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it, 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 I think it makes it, it, it shows you how hard a position being a quarterback is in the NFL. Like that, you could have if you're the worst quarterback in the NFL, you're still the thirty second best quarterback yeah. in the world. You know. It's cra- yeah, it's crazy. So, I just don't get how the drop off is so crazy. For so, that. so Kyle Allen is probably like the fiftieth best quarterback on the planet, but he's still, like you still don't want him to start a football game for you. No. I I do like that they're both kind of like Allen and Haskins are both young. That's the only thing I like. I kind of like about the like deal because now Haskins has someone who's like chasing him and gonna make him want to perform better. Hey guys. So. I don't know. I like that. I'm just saying, Allen's consistent, and when we hand over the reins, he's going to go four and zero. And at that point, we cut ties because they're just going to go zero yeah. seven. He's going to go four and zero. Then he's going to go one seven. <laughs> so make sure you drop that. So we'll get those four wins, and then boom, we'll give him the axe and be like, "Thanks for the memories, but before you throw twelve interceptions to one touchdown, we're out of here." So the other the other piece, and you know, I, I mentioned that there were a number of veteran quarterbacks who were available. The other avenue that the Haskins haters um, were looking at was saying, you know, there's a pretty talented quarterback draft class, 
that uh, is coming up in just a couple of weeks here. Maybe the Redskins go and try and, and force him to have to compete against a young guy. Um, so let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the draft here. Redskins sitting at number two. Uh, right now, it, we led the show by saying it's been a long time since there's been legitimate football activity. I don't know about you guys. I am I'm sick and tired of hearing about the draft. Like, I'm, I don't want, like, oh, like, Chase Young's the guy. No, wait, actually, they're planning on trading back. No, actually, they're going to go with Chase Young. What, uh, I, uh, Kim, yeah, Riverboat Ron, he, like, winked his eye when he was talking about Chase Young. Does that mean he's going to draft him? Like, we're taking your calls. His words. I'm, I'm very <laughs> tired of draft talk. Um, that said, let's have a little draft talk. What do you guys... <laughs> How are you guys feeling? So Redskins, really all eyes are on that number two pick. I, are we all sort of on the, the Chase Young train? Are we feeling a trade back? Are we feeling uh, a surprise Tua pick? I mean, these are all things that people are saying, and apparently that means that we have to discuss them. Um, where, where do we stand here? Neil, wh- where do you think, what do you think the Redskins are going to do? I, I still don't, I haven't really, really, really even looked into it too much. Like Chase Young play what, he's a, pass rusher i don't even know what he is like he's defensive defensive end he's an defensive amazing end. defensive end from uh from the ohio state university yeah i i, I'm I ref- think i'm refreshed by your uh, your lack of attention having been paid to the draft <laughs> I, that is really refreshing to me i mean I, i've heard his i've heard his name all this time i just never looked football? into what yeah i i hey i'm a i'm a fan but it's the off season baby uh but yeah you're entitled <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on. I don't know. Vacation, like, damn it. I, I was watching the NHL <laughs> all season. Was I was watching, you know, we're fans here. Come on. We don't we don't know it all. I don't know it all. But, uh, I mean, I, so I don't know if we don't go for Tua, even though we now after picking up Allen, that would kind of seem stupid to pick up Tua. But I was not, even though I guess he is the be- I've been hearing he's the best available, so we do that. Maybe he could be like a trading piece, too. Yeah, it's pretty clear Joe Burrow's going number one overall, barring something catastrophic. Uh, if Tua didn't get hurt, where would it was still going to be Joe? Even or is that because he Joe won the they won? It's like one A one B, I think between yeah. them. Yeah. So Chris, yeah. Chris, you um, you're as an unabashed, a loyal Clemson Tiger. Uh, yes. You've you've seen your fair share of Tua. You, I mean, Clemson and Alabama, they've played each other. Yeah. We beat him. With Trevor Lawrence the first year, maybe twice. Okay, but I, regardless, I should you, know. You've but seen you've seen some Tua ball. I think a lot of people have, just because Alabama's the premier team and they seem to get great times to to play football. But yeah, so from your perspective of watching him go up against your guys, what's your impression? Of, of Tua like do you think he it would be a would he be a fit and b do you think he's an upgrade on Dwayne Haskins um do I think he is a fit uh I think he would be if if you have that level of talent I think you can fit in anywhere or uh your job as a head coach to would be to like design your team around that level of talent sure so i think um he would be a shoe in anywhere uh obviously the injury is a big concern of mine especially with the the redskins 
and uh, everybody knows their injury history and we seem to draft uh, players with histories of injuries thinking that we're getting steals in the draft and um, for some reason they stay injured throughout their career for some, so, reason. Yeah, for some um, reason he is a little bit uh, small for me I mean not not that I I think like under six foot players can't play uh, the quarterback position because uh, I think it's a lot more goes into that but um, I think it's a little bit more durability uh, I think he he may not last with the Redskins offensive line currently that's a fair um, that's a fair point maybe if he were yeah. somewhere else with a, with a bunch of guys who wanted to protect him to be a different yeah. story um, yeah so I agree. to me I mean if uh, Chase Young is that type of player obviously we've seen um, like Aaron Darnold like good defensive ends can change your defense completely and if he's that level of player i don't think we should pass up yeah is um, he being compared to like Watt or Don, uh, donald at all or is it just like he's the top of this class is he getting any like relation to those guys i mean people have been saying he's like a generational talent at um that defense at defensive end he uh, he dominated college all right so <laughs> the I do think, like, I would be very comfortable if the Redskins picked them, but at the same time, we all know the number of uh, needs that the Redskins yeah. have. So if they were to get the opportunity to move back, uh, I'd be happy with that to try to get two first-round picks. Yeah, Beach, what do you think? So the Red, clearly, they got a lot of holes to fill. Uh, I think another guy who they were targeting, again, uh, Bashad Breland re-signed in Kansas City today, so they're still, and he was a, a prime target to return to the Redskins. They they clearly they're going to need some defensive backs. They still have an incredibly young wide receiver core, so I don't think you're necessarily looking for another young guy here. Last year they had the youngest receiving core in 20 years, but you know I think Ron Rivera t today or yesterday said something to the effect of you don't trade back unless you think you can get an impact player on that first round pick or for the return of the pick. So do you think that trading back, knowing, so Chase Young will be an impact player by all accounts. Chase Young is going to be a guy who can just make some huge disruptions on what is already a very talented set of, of players at offensive line with Sweat and Jonathan Allen and Matt Ioannidis. Do you think trading back is the right move if uh, if the opportunity is presented to him, Peach? I, I think it all depends. I mean, yeah, I think I think one of the biggest needs on the team right now is wide receiver outside of any defensive upgrades that are needed as well. But offense and wide receiver especially was was quite glaring. Uh, we had one threat, in my opinion, and he was double teamed or triple teamed in most games and yeah. was no longer a threat because of that. So I think there's enough talent right now in the free agent pool. I would like to see the Skins explore those options and kind of throw their hat into the ring to see if they can lure in any talent. I know Dallas got back. They yeah, were, Amari they were, Cooper. They, yeah, the Amari, Redskins were going after Amari Cooper and the Cowboys signed him for $100 million. Yeah. I didn't know we were even going there. 
No, I mean, I like that. Make them spend money, but I, I want the skins to be aggressive in the talent that's out there, the players that we've seen have produced, and give us something more to be able to judge Haskins more effectively. Because if he has one prime receiver, we really don't know what he's capable of. Because, sure, he's going to miss throws. It's one guy. You still got to read him, even if you went to school with him. But... I mean, we need we need more than one guy out there. So if the, if something presented itself, but I don't think there's anything in the anything worth trading back for that we would know about. But we don't we don't know of any wide receivers in the in the collegiate pool right now that are worth saving this pick for. So I mean, it's very rare that you have a top three pick, and if if there's somebody that's very talented like Chase Young is, I think I think you give you, you play the the hand you're dealt and you you go for this kid and if it doesn't work out and he's still a good talent I don't know, I mean maybe you trade him after the fact, but I think I think right now there's there's no need for us to to trade down. I mean sure, I don't think I don't think we're gonna be a playoff well, you never know. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I, we'll I don't know how people revisit uh, once the schedule comes out. Cause like we yeah, said, people uh, so... have so many hard thoughts. Like, oh no, this is definitely not a, like a, a playoff team. You never know. I mean, we'll see what what team this is come training camp and everything. But I mean, well, I think, I think... what we'll do is after the draft uh, last year, we we came back following the draft and we did a nice breakdown. We'll do something like that again. Um, whether it's Chase Young, who's in burgundy and gold, or uh, some set of picks from another team that uh, we can claim. The Redskins have a, a really nice opportunity to substantively improve uh, their personnel in what is probably going to be another building year, and um, maybe they'll prove some of the odds makers wrong on some of those picks that we discussed earlier on. Um, I think we'll start to round it out, but we'll be remiss if right now we don't discuss a little bit about the single uh, thing that is on everyone's mind the most. And, of course, that is, that is Tiger King. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm Tiger King crazy. I, did, I, watched, I watched that in probably about two settings. Did you guys watch Tiger King? Two days, yep, two days. Two days. Yeah, Got it about- all, baby. Eight hours, I think I watched it. All seven episodes. Seven episodes in eight hours. Chris, you watched Tiger King? I did, I did, yeah. Um, okay, so here's the big question. Did Carol Baskins kill her husband? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think so. Who Come does on. not think that? <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 Honestly, watching that show, I was like, this can't be real. This has to be fiction. Like, this just can't be a real thing. Um... And it was apparently. I, I just, I've never. That's the the biggest cultural. That's the cultural phenomenon of 2020. Uh, if if the Redskins season is half as interesting as Tiger King, I think we'll be very lucky. I don't. I just. <laughs> holy cow, Tiger King. Um, his his music's pretty good. I don't know about you guys. But it is. I, it's I weird. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like him all, but he's got a really it, good voice. I don't think it is. But what is <laughs> I'm it? I'm kidding. I'm what's kidding. The, what's the Hello Kitty? What, whatever the one he made about. When it was like right after the fact that they kind of determined that Carol killed her husband, was it Hello Kitty Kitty or something? Yeah, 
That song cut. was actually pretty good, but I was like, that was genius. That was and a the like lookalike was perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who the, the look alike <laughs> The lookalike nailed it too. That was great. But that was a good song. And I was like, damn, that's a pretty pro attack ad if there was one. I saw a tiger. Amazing song. That's the that's the anthem of our generation, I think. <laughs> I saw a tiger. Cause he did. He saw lots of them. Oh, there we go. Chris uh, using his zoom to uh Obviously, this is an audio medium, not a visual medium. But uh, I honestly, I have been very much <laughs> feeling the uh, the Zoom backgrounds during work. I want to put up some silly ones. I got one coming. You got one coming. I got one coming. Okay, gonna... but it's not related to Tiger King. Um, yeah, Tiger King. Honestly, in these dark, dark times, <laughs> uh, Tiger King is there to to bring us through. Um. Uh, it just got crazier and crazier. It did. Like every episode. It was it I've, built. I've never seen anything quite like that. All right, I think uh, I think we'll leave it right there. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy and social distanced. And um, you know, we're we're gonna keep this rolling. It's a weird off season. Um, we don't necessarily know when things are gonna start. We have the draft coming up next. Uh, we'll we'll certainly be back by then, if not before then. Um, try and keep some things in your feed and keep things going. The Redskins, uh, perennial off-season champs. And the Portcast is a perennial off-season champion podcast. So uh, for Dr. Chris Jones, B. Roomba, and Ned Botneal, this is Brian from Hogshaven. And thank you all for tuning in. <laughs>